When I say a milestone, what I mean is, can you document something that has the following? By X date, I will accomplish Y by doing Z. By X date, I will accomplish Y by doing Z. Example, by December 5th, again, you got to be specific with a date, I will email 15 hiring managers at select agencies by researching their LinkedIn profiles, Google searches, and using email finders like hunter.io. That's a milestone. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by the Marketing Help. Co. Okay, so uh, today's episode, I want to focus in on a very, very specific career moment. Now, this is going to be one career moment, marketing career moment that is becoming more prevalent with marketers I see and I'm hearing from across my community, people I know. And it's really driven by a couple of these situations. Now, tell, again, tell me if these have happened to you or if you, these sound familiar. But it's that moment when you get that unexpected meeting invite from HR. Or you get that out-of-nowhere, one-on-one meeting scheduled uh, by your manager, and it's really, really awkward once it starts, and you, you know something seems off. Or you show up one day, and there's that manila folder on your desk when you get to work. Now, these are all scenarios that are immediately followed by that sinking feeling in your gut. Yes, you just got laid off. Or you were part of a, a, a RIF, uh, which is it stands for a reduction in force, basically a more polite way of saying you were laid off. Now, this episode is geared specifically to those marketers that are dealing with this. And I want to give you some specific actions, not theories, actions you can take if this is you, if this has happened to you um, or someone that you know uh, that has been impacted by this crippling marketing career moment of getting laid off. Now, I would like to share three specific actions uh, you can take to rebound from a marketing job layoff. Now, most of this is based on my own experiences, yes. I think every marketer may, may most likely experience a layoff in their career. So in some ways, it's kind of, now it won't happen to everybody, but again, don't be surprised that if in your marketing career, you were faced with dealing with a layoff, now being part of a layoff. Now, one time I was working for a startup and I, was, I walked into the office, went to my desk and there was a manila folder and on the a post-it note on top that said, CHR. And I knew right away before my day even started that my day was over. Um, another time, it was uh, I was actually in a client pitch, and in the office, in the conference room, the conference room that had you know nothing but glass, right? So you could see what's going on outside of the conference room. And I'm in there pitching a client, and I saw the CEO and the HR lead kind of frantically scrambling around the office, you know, as if they were looking for something and, and putting stuff together that was very timely. Now, again, this is during a client pitch, so I'm delivering my presentation and my information. Now, when I was done closing the client, which, by the way, signed on, um, I was asked to come to the office uh, of the CEO, and then the HR lead came along with us. So I knew as soon as the meeting was the three of us, I knew something was up. Now, and and, and subsequently, I was let go. Now, in each case... These were moments where I felt like, you know, immediately the world had ended. Uh, but through the support of my network and some perseverance and, and having the right mindset, I was able to turn each of those situations around into some real monumental marketing career moments, you know, almost flipping the script 180 degrees back to some real positive impact. Now, if you've been impacted by a layoff, I want to help you experience similar outcomes based on what I went through. Um now, just to be clear, this is an episode about rebounding when you're unexpectedly dismissed, dismissed, excuse me, from your marketing job. 
unexpectedly dis- dismissed from your marketing job. Um, again, that's the layoff. That's a reduction in force. Now, if you've been fired due to, to performance issues, that's an entirely different episode. Uh, I'm talking about situations where there was no writing on the wall. It was a complete surprise. You weren't on any sort of performance improvement plan or performance development plan. It was an utter shock. So if that's you, you were laid off unexpectedly. Um, I want to share these actions with you. Now, before I get into the three actions, a couple couple, um, housekeeping things here when it comes to getting laid off unexpectedly. Uh, Things to consider, right? First, you need to tell yourself, listen, things happen for a reason. Let's be honest, right? Um, If you embrace this right out of the the gate, you're going to be fine. Uh, Think of this as a redirection. I I would like to say 99% of the time, you're going to end up in a better role, better company, surrounded by great people. Now, again, it won't happen magically. You got to work for it, but let this be a redirection and, and take this as a signal that says, hey, your time was up at this company. Better things are ahead. The other thing to keep in mind here is that it's time to learn from this experience. I've helped some marketers that have gotten laid off, and uh, they were missing the opportunity to see this as a learning experience. And they basically repeated, um, you know, some 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 same steps and ended up in a similar situation with a company that was not ready to to necessarily move forward, and they got laid off again. So uh, learn from this experience. You should now be hyper aware of specific criteria or questions that you want to ask the next company that you end up interviewing with. Now, you will get interviews. You will meet other companies. But maybe it's time to incorporate questions around the longevity of the company and or your role. Now, again, there's a lot of unforeseen things that cause you to get laid off. So maybe these hiring managers won't know. But it can't hurt to ask questions like, hey, what's been the client churn in your agency in the past 12 months, right? That's going to give you a signal to say, hey, wait a minute, high risk situation. I could be the next one let go because they've lost three clients in the last 12 months. Another question could just be, have you been through a reduction in force in the last 12 months? Meaning, is there a pattern that this company has that when things are tight or things are not going well, they will execute a riff? Or if they're executing riffs in the last 12 12 months, maybe they're not a company that has a strong bottom line. And again, you also can ask that specific question, hey, is your company profitable? I've asked this question interviewing with startups and, you know, I get that initial shock reaction. But, you know, the reality is you have every every right to know that. So bake these questions into your next conversation as a learning. And then also the other housekeeping item here, just to remember, right? You have to embrace the grieving process. We're all all human, right? When we go through this situation, it's it's a kick to the gut. And it is, it's one of these major, you know, crippling career moments. And it can be traumatic. You can feel angry. You can feel sad. You can feel depressed. You know, let your emotions flow safely, right? So just if you feel all these emotions, and sometimes for some people it takes, you know, hours, some it takes days, some it takes weeks, but you have to embrace the grieving process. Let your mind and body go through it. Now, you're eventually going to embrace and accept the fact that, uh, it's going to be time to move forward and that greater things are in store, but don't fight the grieving process. So keep all those things in mind here as you're dealing with the layoff uh, and the situation that you're in. So let me get into these actions you can take, right? Three actions I want you to take in the aftermath of being laid off from your marketing role and 
is going to be three actions to help you rebound into a path of success. First, take a break. Now, I don't mean take a spring break type break, uh, although if that's what you need, that's great. But when I say take a break, take a break. So unless you're under some extreme financial strain and you need to start making dollars ASAP, but if you can, and it's all relative to each of you, right? So some of you, you just need a couple of days. Some you may need a week, but it's time to decompress, right? There is value. And I, I found this, especially in, in my experiences, but find that time to unplug, even if it's for, like I said, just a long weekend, because you don't know how long you're going to be looking for your next role. Uh, the market may indicate that it's going to take some time, but you take some time to initially clear your head, uh, refocus on identifying what are your passions, uh, focus on things to help, again, get you into the right mindset. Now, one of those layoffs I mentioned earlier, myself, I spent, literally, I unplugged everything. I, I kind of embraced it. Uh, and once I knew that I had enough, you know, emergency fund to cover me for a month or two or three, I realized, let me just unplug for the next two, three days. And in that time, I just surrounded myself by close friends, uh, time with family, where I could just be me, relax, reflect, work through my stages of grief, whatever it was. And once that break ended, and once I had that time to really unplug, um, and again, your break period will 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 vary based on marketer. And then it was time to channel all and any energy I had left towards the next action. And that next action, so the first action is take a break. Second action is to stay active in three specific areas. You need to stay active in your relationships, your craft, and your brand. Now, again, you're a marketer. So you're on 24-7. Your profiles are active and being found and being searched. You know, if you take a break, that's fine. But now that you're ready to re-engage, it's time to stay active in all three of these areas. And let me break it down real quick for you. So I've seen a lot of marketers, you know, do themselves a disservice by not staying active in all three of these. They may over-invest in maybe the craft, but not necessarily stay active in updating and upkeeping their brand or their relationships. In my mind, in my experience, all three of these need to be embraced. Uh, in order to successfully build a path to your next role or next opportunity. So some marketers just kind of linger in that, that break, take a break phase way too long. And when they, they find an opportunity or a recruiter contacts them, they're not ready. They're not prepared to show off the, the best professional version of themselves. And I mean that professionally, I mean that mentally. So staying active is key here. Um, and it's all rooted in one of the, the mindsets I talk about in one of the other episodes about controlling what you can control. And it's a great time to embrace this, this mindset because you may feel like a lot of things are out of your control. Why that happened to me? Why is no one calling me back? But let's focus on what you can control. In relationships, craft, your craft and your brand are all three areas that you can control. And you can control by staying very active. So when I say stay active in your relationships, what I mean is Ask for help, right? Seek guidance from your career counsel. We talked about that in, in a previous episode. Tap into your career counsel, and that is a, um, a gathering, or I should say that's an assemblance of various people in your professional career, marketing career. So that could be professional mentors, coaches, former managers, former coworkers, industry experts, family members, sales reps that you work with. Seek guidance from your career counsel. 
Now, listen, there's a lot of marketers that 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 may not feel like letting people know that they got laid off and they feel embarrassed and they feel they feel shame, whatever it is. Got to get over that because the moment you start asking for help and seeking guidance from your career counsel, it's going to get you over that step and you're going to feel refreshed, uh, influenced, inspired and ready to go. Now, another relationship to continue staying active with would be if you're a part of a mass layoff, your whole department, half your department, other people from your company, other people from your state, from your region, stay connected with those, uh, that community and that network in the aftermath of the layoff. Because sometimes it's good to kind of connect with, they say, misery loves company, sure, but let's make it a productive uh, um, uh connection with those individuals that were also let go. It is important to give each other support, but let's make it a positive support. So stay active in those relationships. And this reminds me of one of the the experiences that I had when I got laid off. Uh, And again, it was early in my career, so my network was very limited. And I remember spending one afternoon identifying any connection I had made. And at this point, my career was probably four or five years in. Now, any connections I had made within the marketing ecosystem I was part of, sales reps, clients, former coworkers, and I scheduled calls with all of them, anyone that would give me availability, and it turns out that one of those conversations, all it takes is one conversation, one conversation with a sales rep from Google led me, he was my referral, to find my next role. So if it wasn't for me reaching out to my, my network and keeping that because uh, he knew I got laid off, and he, you know, I, I re- asked him for a conversation. He said sure, and um, uh, he was a, a strong referral to to open into my next role. Now, he did offer me a job to go work for Google at the time, which uh, that's a whole other podcast episode is why I didn't do that. Anyway, so uh, stay active in those relationships. Next, stay active in your craft. What I mean by that is paid search, whatever your craft is. Right, you were doing something in your marketing role that they hired you to do because you brought value with that specific craft. Paid search, social media, content marketing, copywriting, whatever it was. How are you going to stay active? Now, some of you may have a freelance gig that's open, which is great. You know, you can spend more time doing that. Others, others of you may be thinking like, gosh, I don't have $5,000 budget to do some paid search. But you may have a $25 budget and you can create your own paid search campaign for your own landing page that you create using MailChimp. Or, or Google Sites or something like that. So create a project for yourself to complete because that's going to keep you focused, keep you busy, and keep you active in your craft, whatever that is. If you're a copywriter, go find a brand or a company that you want to work for and come up with other versions of their landing page or homepage. Again, stay active uh, with your craft, whatever it is. Um because you want to make sure you keep those marketing skills, muscles, those 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 marketing muscles sharp. Because uh, if you do, like I said earlier, some marketers aren't prepared. So when opportunity finds you, you have the opportunity to talk about, oh, yeah, I've created this project or I'm working through this certification. And then I applied it to this specific project uh, that I'm working on for my own personal brand. Things like that. Oh, by the way. If you're creating that project for yourself and it has outcomes and it has increases, uh, improvements, etc., those can become impact statements that end up on your resume or your LinkedIn profile. All good stuff there, right? To keep your, uh, stay active with your craft. Lastly, stay active with your personal brand. Now, I'll say this differently when I say stay active with, stay active with your personal brand. I'll say it differently. 
So what do you th- what, what's the first impression your LinkedIn profile provides to the hiring manager that is considering you for a role? What's that first impression? Look at your LinkedIn profile. Is every experience you have listed just the name of the company and the title and there's no context on what you did or what you accomplished? Is your headline digital marketer or it's, it's the title and the company from your last role that you just got laid off from? Time to re- refresh that, right? What does the first impression, what's the first impression if you put the, the lens, look through the lens of the hiring manager for a company that wants to hire you, what does it say? Does it show that you're actively working on your craft? Does it show that you're ready to, uh, that you're actually engaging with content and you're posting things and you're commenting on things relevant to your craft and to the role that you want? Now, these are, um, here's the big one, right? On your LinkedIn profile. Can the hiring manager find examples of your accomplishments or uh, showcases of your work that lets them be confident knowing that you can do the role that they have available? Now, same holds true for recruiters that may look at your LinkedIn profile too. What does your LinkedIn profile say? So can you start engaging with relevant content on LinkedIn? Yes. Um, And once you generate results from these projects that we're talking about, create a case study, post that as a featured link on your LinkedIn profile, Uh, start connecting with people in positions or companies where you may want to work, and that could be accommodated with an added note to your connection request. Talking about your situation, just talking about wanting to expand your network. I mean, right now, there's probably a likelihood that in your LinkedIn feed, if you're you're following hashtags like hashtag hiring, hashtag job seekers, you'll probably see a post where there's other people, other marketers offering to help, offering help. And why not take them up on that by staying uh, active with your brand in LinkedIn? Uh, One example or one advice, one tip I gave to a recent marketer was, hey, listen, you know, it's time to show people, take away the mystique, take away the guesswork, show them who you are, record an introduction video of yourself, only has to be 30, 60 seconds, let them see who you are, let them hear you talk through your, um, a recent project, let them walk them through it on a screen share of a quick audit you can do on their brand. Again, all, all, all ways to show that you're active uh, with your personal brand. All right, so that's the second action is staying active in your relationships, your craft, and your brand. Third action, most important, it's time to set milestones, not just any milestone, set milestones for yourself that measure progress. Meaning you set one in increments over the course of 90 days, you set one for three weeks out, six weeks out, eight weeks out, etc. Because listen, your confidence has taken a hit. Um, You need to create quick wins for yourself to help find your next role or next opportunity. Because uh, we all know that the confidence, no matter how small, if you can set up and celebrate a quick win, it does wonders for your emotions and for your mindset and for your confidence. So when I say milestones, I mean set meaningful my milestones, right? One's tied to making progress. And I, like I said, recommend setting three to five to seven milestones over 90, 180 day period. And what that does is it gives you a path a focus and clarity on where you need to expend your energy because you listen, your energies and your motivation, it's going to ebb and flow, right? Because you may be confident one day, not confident the next, but however you're feeling, you drive yourself to these milestones and follow them with whatever time you have uh, to check them off. Now, 
Send out 50 resumes is not a good milestone. Get a job in the next 90 days is not a good milestone. And you may be thinking that that's what you're going to put down, but no, those are not good milestones. They're great statements. They're great aspirations, but they're not going to translate into what's most important. That's action. When I say a milestone, what I mean is, can you document something that has the following? By X date, I will accomplish Y by doing Z. By X date, I will accomplish Y by doing Z. Example, by December 5th, again, you got to be specific with a date, I will email 15 hiring managers at select agencies by researching their LinkedIn profiles, Google searches, and using email finders like hunter.io. That's a milestone. Now, that's, that's a milestone that you want to set. It may sound similar to a SMART goal. And listen, if you're, if you're comfortable with SMART goals, use SMART goals. But you can see being specific, not just on timing, but what things you need to do tied to an outcome. That's what this milestone is meant to do for you. Um, but set these milestones for making progress in your search that ends up with a role. Set these for making progress emotionally, right? Uh, mindset, right? So another milestone could be by December 5th, focus on providing my mind and body with uh, exercise by taking 10 three-mile walks. Imagine that. Every day you wake up, every week you wake up, you, you see this milestone that you have to work on completing, and it's very you know exactly what you need to do. Take 10 three-mile walks by December 5th because it's going to provide you with uh, a great refresh for mind and body. Now, for these milestones, you must document them. And documenting may seem like an obvious thing. Sure, use a Google Doc, uh, document your milestones over the, the time frame. But what's more important than just documenting them to make it really, really uh, hit as an action is share them with someone you trust. Coworker, family member, um, former manager, mentor, coach. Share this information, share this documented list with milestones to keep you accountable so that you complete them. It's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to lose your focus. But when you bring someone else into the equation to hold you accountable, this is what you want. Remember, I think you want to get another job in marketing. So let's do what you need to do to keep yourself accountable to hit these milestones. And a simple extra eyes, um, a simple extra set of eyes on these milestones can do wonders. But if you want an extra set of eyes, uh, you want to connect on any networking opportunities, um, or you just need help in getting started, right? You're laid off, you're, you're kind of shocked and, and dealing with it, and you're going through your grieving process, but now you're ready to, to connect with somebody, don't hesitate to email me, right? Send me an email, E-R-I-K, Eric, at themarketinghelp.co. And if you put the word help in the subject line, that will help me know that you've heard this episode. Uh, but remember, you're not alone when you're dealing with this career moment of getting laid off. It is a shock to the system. Been there. But again, my biggest learning is actually saying something and looking for help and making those connections and following these three simple actions. Um, and I'm here to help any way that I can. So please definitely connect. So remember, those three actions you're taking in the wake of getting laid off from your marketing job. Number one, take a break. Let the healing kick in. Take a break to unplug. Be with friends. Be with family. Number two, stay active in your relationships, your craft, and your brand by doing some of the things that I shared. Three, set 
specific milestones that will measure your progress. And it gave you the framework to use for that. By this date, I will accomplish Y by doing Z. Um, now, make sure to check the show notes. I'm going to have some links to some some really great Slack communities that are uh, have been very, very helpful in letting marketers, just marketers, just marketers connect with others to find job opportunities, freelancing opportunities. And I'm also going to share a link to another uh, resource I have, which has a ton of niche marketing job boards you can check out, um, whether that's uh, remote or for startups. Again, all included. It's like a directory of specific marketing job boards you can check out. And please remember to uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Let's help other marketers get help by finding this content. And again, this is your host, Eric Harvison, uh, reminding you uh, I will catch you on the next episode.